a pastor was trying to get a fast one on you. That doesn't seem very ethical. No, it, <laughs> it really doesn't. I mean, but kind of used funny. car sales never really are. Like, you know what I'm right. saying? He kept telling me too. He's like, oh, it drives around town just fine. He's like, ships a little hard, but it's just fine. Hasn't failed me yet. And like, I when I was testing it, I'm like, that's what you mean by like it shifts hard? Like that is an abrupt shift right there. It shifts real hard. And he's like, well, I told you it shifts hard. And it's like, okay, so we can exacerbate things in one direction or another. And apparently <laughs> that's still ethical to this pastor. That said, he was, he was a really nice guy. He just was a little bit pious and thought he was better than everybody else. Oh yeah. Also the other weird thing was like, I found it on Facebook marketplace and I was messaging his wife. Yeah. Right. But his and i know that he has one kid because i always do a little pre-background check before buying a used car off of somebody to just kind of get like some feel for them right mm -hmm. and his wife's like oh yeah we'll be ready at, uh, or you can come and see it at 12 the one and the guy's like well no sorry i told her i'd come and see it at one and she's like oh yeah you can come and see it at one the guy's like oh i really need you to be here between 12 and one and I get there, and she's not even there. So I don't even think they live together anymore. Oh. Yeah. So, the, But they I mean, have a Facebook account for some reason. So, And when oh. I went back, she also wasn't there. So, hmm. I mean, it's possible she just works on Saturdays as a waitress or a stripper or something. Yeah. Uh, I mean... A stripper is a great profession for a pastor's wife. I mean, I think so. It really brings in the dollar bills, if you know what I mean. Only dollars. Yeah. Sometimes coins, but it depends on if you have the receiver on. So to pick up the coins when they go through the slot. So. Oh, yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No. But yeah. I mean, it, it's actually in a pretty good. It's actually in pretty good condition. Um, yeah, it's just like a... better than your other Ford F-150. Yeah, it's well, I kind of like my other one better, but this one's it's in pretty good shape. So the interior is not all ripped up and it's much newer. So oh, nice. but, but that inline six um, will last forever on the old ones. These Tritons with the V8s, they, they have some issues that you have to address pretty much as soon as you get it. So which this one had such low miles that I didn't really care. And the cab was in pretty good shape. I'll need to replace the bed at some point, but I'm like, I really don't care that much. So yeah, that's future Ryan problem mm -hmm. or not even Ryan problem. It's probably going to yeah. fail before that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Last transmission I changed, I had to do it twice. So I didn't rebuild that one though. I just bought it from a scrapyard where they're like, oh yeah, it has low miles. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. And then it blew out on me two weeks like, later yeah and then that that made me pretty salty really so but return it would, well i tried to and the guy only gave me 50 percent back i'm like fucking shysty dude like he's like <laughs> well it came out of a working unit so i don't know why i'm like well did it dawn on you that maybe they brought the working unit in because that was going out yes so he got me. I mean, that's that's what I do when I go to trade in cars. I'm literally bringing a car that I cannot function for another two weeks. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's now yours. Right. Yeah. Don't and this wasn't anything. even like a this wasn't even like a trade in thing on a transmission. This was a scrapyard. So it's like the car is doomed. Yeah. This is the transmission that got pulled out of it. He's like, Well, it was running when it came in. I'm like, What was the condition of it? And he's like, Well, it looked like it had some front end dam damage. I'm like, Yeah, but all these have front end damage. Chances are it had front end damage. And then on top of that, it sat for you know, it, it wasn't working right because it didn't work exactly right when I got it. So whatever and then it sat outside for like 10 years you know so that's why you don't buy things from scrapyards yeah usually you can get an idea from transmissions the uh truck was so old that it was kind of hard not to buy it from a scrapyard so i wanted to buy a reconditioned one but nobody sold it in the um nobody sold one that was reconditioned um, because it was for, it, it was so old. And on top of that, it was, um, two wheel drive and not four wheel drive. So people weren't really, you know, and, and that's fine. It's really not a big deal, but it was just more annoying than anything else. So, but my new truck, at least, at least I was able to drive my new truck back from Maslin though. Yeah. So, um, and by the way, welcome to Ethica America where we talk about trucks all day. So um, a couple weeks ago, we started off our episode like such as this, where we you know ramble for like five minutes. Yeah. But we were rambling about video games and how like they're glitching and awful. Oh. <laughs> okay. You remember that? <laughs> I dude, like everything past the everything the last two weeks has been a blur. So. Oh, it's been terrible. Well, this episode was like four weeks ago that we recorded. So yeah. the last two weeks were a blur. So the two weeks before that oh. are fresh in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like they've been there since day one, really. So, yeah. Um, it was but funny. Yeah, I, I we do were vaguely. I'll about... oh, go ahead. It was funny because when we were talking about doing this episode on video games, I was editing the last one and I'm like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're suggesting is it was almost like deja vu while you were, while you were editing it. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. It was just like, oh yeah, we won't, we, we are going to have like a, a random episode about this topic and yeah. this, uh, this ramble is not going to coincide with an episode for another couple of weeks. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get you. Yeah. So now we're just going to have weird rambles. Weird rambles then, about diesel trucks. Yeah, and then like in three weeks, we're going to do an episode about diesel trucks. Oh, man. Well, actually, we could talk about, I could bore you to death with diesel. Well, the future of diesel and how it's not super sustainable right now. So, though it is improving, um, but that's entirely different unless we're talking about a video game like BeamNG where um, you can drive some of those vehicles emissions free. Um, well, will your vehicle glitch out into the world and then um, your game will crash? I don't know. I've never actually played BeamNG and from what I've seen, it's actually a pretty solid gaming engine or pretty solidly built game the physics engine that's what i meant is is oh uh, yeah supposed to be pretty incredible on that game i feel so. like a lot of the physics engines that people have been using for like since 
Morrowind. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember driving cars in Morrowind, so that makes sense. Yeah. No, isn't but... it like, isn't the Unreal Engine that they've been using for like 20 years now or something? Yeah, but I mean, it's just like any code base, right? Um, I mean, eventually it reaches a point where they just want to go with a, uh, basically keep certain parts of it, but update right. the entire thing. But for the most part, programs like, what you do is you just keep updating them and updating them and updating them until they end up as this clusterfucky sort of thing. And then you keep yeah. updating them for another couple of years, unless you're the government, and then you go for another 20 <laughs> years. So I can't tell you how many government websites still run off of like some Windows XP server. Well, they still use those uh, .matrix printers. So they're using DOS still. Yeah, some of them. Yeah. Yeah. So there are some programs too that like they basically, yeah, they still run DOS on a lot of stuff because yeah, it, it's stupid, but like their entire infrastructure was built with that as a backbone. So, right. You know, and, you have to... and I guess like with the video game scene right now where video games need to be released at a certain time rather than like. I don't know, play tested and tested and then more testing. They just well, would need something to launch. So yeah. getting a new engine sounds like a lot more work. Yeah, I mean, that's usually developed separately and then implemented separately. Right. Um, but, I, I, yeah. I thought the next Morrowind, or not Morrowind, but I thought the next Skyrim was going to be like another engine, like an updated engine than uh, it, what it they might. were using before. But I don't, re I don't remember that now. That's no. what I thought, though. Yeah, but I, I honestly don't remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know that uh, Fallout 70, 74, I'm pretty sure they were using the same engine, and that game was trash. I thought it was Fallout 76. Man, now you I don't remember. I even bought it, too. Yeah. I was waiting for them to solve the glitches, and then they just gave up on it. So I was like, I'm yeah, happy I didn't waste is. 60 bucks on that. It is Fallout 76. That's well, I, I recently bought Diablo 4, and I paid, oh. like, the $100 price. Yeah. And, man, a lot of people hated that game. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I guess there was uh, a couple of issues where one of th one of the major issues was um, resistances just weren't coded correctly, and they're going to fix it at a later date, which was during. It's either patched now, about two months after released, or it's going to be patched in the next patch. Well, for I mean, and that yeah. and that makes sense. Diablo I mean... Four does uh, the season, so they just. I think they're doing Diablo 4 Season 2. Uh, it has not been released yet. So yeah. they're fixing a bunch of... They're doing a ton of patches and uh, game changes for the next season, for Season 2. Oh, man. But all these changes were like, you know, you should have just done these all these changes before the game release because these are like game-changing Right. Stuff. Well, <laughs> and in their mind, though, to be fair, I think how this kind of started um, was, I mean, picture N64, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't 
have any sort of communication to any network there. So, no. you know, you get a game that releases, that's it. That's the final state of the game. There is no updating it. There is no adding DLC content. Right. right? No, there's not. You get yeah. what you get and you're happy. Pretty much. Yeah. And Super Mario <laughs> World 64 is better for it. So it is. But, no, it's a great game. Like, like I was actually talking to Amanda about older games and how all those games are great because you don't get those patches. So you have to make a working game. And if there's right. a glitch that people find, like that's that's cool. It's uh that's it's like something good. that not everyone's gonna find, but it's something that is is like a like an Easter egg almost. Like when you find a, a glitch like that in a game. Well, and I think to add on to what you're saying, right? So I've been watching a lot of people speed run Mario 64 because <laughs> I I just don't have the time to play it, right? Yeah. But I, I, you know, when I'm chilling out, like, it is kind of nice to, like, reminisce in it. So, like, these people will be speed running it. And there are certain glitches that they just exploit the hell out of. In order oh, yeah. To, they're, they're in order right. to get, yeah. And it's really cool because it's like, I didn't know you could do it that way. Right. And, but like, you know, they'll be able to beat that game in an hour. And I remember it taking me like weeks to be playing it at like one and a half hours a day or something like that, sharing a controller with my sister. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so that, that definitely adds to it. But also if there are glitches. So I've been watching a lot of this um, guy on TikTok named Carmichael Jones. Right. And he's really funny like with what he plays because he only really plays retro games i don't know why but his reasoning was i remember all these cool games that i wanted to play when i was a kid but either i couldn't afford or i didn't have time for now i have the time for them and they're almost i think he said the biggest reason is they're more affordable than certain games that he wants to play right now and also i think he added to the fact that like you know he there are glitches with with games now that uh he doesn't really want to, like, he kind of wants to wait and see how they perform before buying them sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So he's just been going through a catalog of old, like, NES games and PlayStation games and all that stuff. My favorite thing that he does is he got a bunch of comments suggesting, like, the worst 30 or 24 N64 games of all time. And mm -hmm. he was like, he got that after he did an episode about wanting to play Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue, which I guess was terrible. <laughs> and, that sounds uh, terrible. Yeah. But uh, so then people were like, no, this game's worse. This game's worse. This game's worse. Right. And so yeah. he went through like this list of like, I want to say it was 24 games that were complete trash. But my point is going back to what we're talking about glitches that he he's playing these games and they were complete trash because they didn't they didn't properly produce them you know they just mm. released them knowing there was a glitch because that was the day it had to be released so right. we're done here folks so like uh quest 64 is an example right it's kind of buggy right and mm -hmm. it was supposed to be this it was labeled at the time as like the zelda killer right and you walk around and you do magic and stuff and it looks like it shows some real real promise but they just didn't get to fully produce it so it's you know but nowadays you could release a game like that that's complete trash upon um you know upon release and then three months later a year later have it fixed I'm trying to think of that one game cyberpunk do you remember how many people 
you remember how many people hated cyberpunk for like the first year and now like people are playing it all the time and i think they're adding new content to it constantly going off of that season pass sort of thing like gta does and apparently diablo 4 now right well cyberpunk they got sued cd project was negotiating to settle to settle a class action lawsuit over the the oh, yeah. botched launch of cyberpunk because it was oh, yeah. just so riddled with bugs and poor performances on consoles and right they they pulled it from the playstation store and a lot of storefronts were offering refunds for it because it was just yeah. at some Complete point art. yeah it was just unplayable for some people and i guess that's like my main idea of why why do companies I mean, I know why companies do it because they don't exist to make money. (laughs) Yeah. The people, you and me, we don't know that the game's glitched. We see like, I mean, we might see streamers play something, but streamers might not even get the full game. They'll be like, here's early access. Here's like, here's like one level or, oh, I'm promised that this they're working on a fix for this right here's now. 12 hours of gameplay that we have made perfect so that it will sell 900,000 <laughs> copies yeah. opening okay. weekend and that we can make our money so we can you know fix it later which uh-huh. I mean, I guess as ethical at a business standpoint, but I'm also under the impression that business ethics is just not ethics. It's just lawyer speech for obeying yeah. the law. <laughs> well, let's say that, okay, so let's take this to a different product and show some real comparisons, right? So right. let's say that you bought a new car. Let's say you bought a new truck, actually. Okay. Ah, new, we could tie I bought a new truck. Car. I bought yeah, a, let's uh, not, Name a real chunky company, Clockwork X2X truck. Clockwork X2X 2.0. I'll have you know. Yeah, it was going to be better than the original X2X, which was a national, like, multi-million dollar, like, great car. Just excellent truck. So I bought this (laughs) new truck. And promise uh-huh. of it being amazing, better than all the other trucks. And right. I buy it, and it doesn't start. It, nah, I don't feel like that's right, because I'd be like the loading screen not loading, right? Right. So let's say that it doesn't go in reverse. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's something that everybody can relate to, you know what I'm saying? So you, yeah. you get it, you pull it off the lot, you're super excited, like shows some real promise for a vehicle you drive it all five miles home and you park it and then the next day you can't back up out of your driveway yeah well yeah. you just never you 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 never got into a situation where you had to go in reverse like all the new trucks right. were parked in such a way where you just pull forward and you just mm-hmm. drive and you never had to back up and then you pull into your driveway and then you go to back out and it doesn't back up yeah <laughs> That's, be so funny. <laughs> I mean, I, somebody was selling a used truck like that, and they told me it ran perfectly good and wanted five grand for it. I laughed at them. So, it doesn't reverse. Yeah, I'm like, that needs a complete transmission rebuild. And they're like, no, it just needs a solenoid replaced. I'm like, 
Um, I think you mean a servo, but no, doesn't need a <laughs> servo replaced. You have to literally take the band, the bands on those snap and you have to, uh, literally take the transmission apart, rebuild the entire thing, put it back together. And then, <sighs> or yeah. you can go buy a, a clockwork X 2 X 2.0. Yeah. Which has the same and, problem. It doesn't go reversed, yeah. Yeah. but you don't know that. But, but if it's a car maker, they're held liable, you know what I'm saying, for right, for that are. not going in reverse. There's warranty issues, you know? So yeah. you have the car towed back at the dealer's expense, you know, or, or whatever, right? Maybe you have a friend help you push it out of your driveway. You know, hopefully you don't have a mile-long driveway. That would suck. But if so, you can probably afford the tow bill at that point, so... Um, it's funny because I there's a there's a house I drive by a lot and it has an insanely long driveway. Yeah. yeah, I saw him uh, bring his trash cans back to his house, and I'm like, "Lol." <laughs> <laughs> he just walked with a ten minute walk around my parents' house. Everybody has like golf carts or ATVs or like a special hitch that carries their trash cans for them, so they can hook it up to their van or whatever and like take right. their trash like a mile away to the to the i shouldn't even say a mile it's probably like a hundred yards or something like that so but still who needs a driveway that recessed i mean some people share driveways like that but i don't i don't know why people do the things they do i think they just like oh i can do this so i'm going to is it a smart thing to do no but, yeah i had a great oh, People aren't logical. They don't think ahead. They just think it's pretty. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so was the Clockwork X2X 2.0. Yeah, it probably was really pretty. Yeah. But, so the automakers are held liable for those sorts of things because, Mm -hmm. I mean, there are certain things that exist, consumer laws, such as the Lemon Law, where, like, if something goes wrong within 30 days, then you're allowed to just ask for your money back or cancel the contract. But you don't get that with video games. I mean, you're talking a much lower price point. Like a brand new Clockwork X2X is $50,000. Your video game is probably 100 So it doesn't really even make sense to hire a lawyer over that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But Even like base games right now are like 70 bucks. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, and I'm, I'm fine with paying 70 bucks for a game if it's... Oh, yeah, me too. If I'm going to play the hell out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No doubt, yeah. I usually wait till games get down to about like half price or something like that before I'll consider buying them. But that's because I'm waiting for all the bugs to get kicked out. And if they're not, then I know right away. I don't have a whole lot of time to play video games. So it's like I'm currently working on Dying Light 2, which it's, you know, it started out great, but it's kind of a grind here towards the end. So it's just... I mean, it's it's fun. I love zombie killing games, but I, I was under the impression I was going to get guns at a certain point, and I'm not going to get guns, I guess. So, <laughs> so it's all just melee based and a lot of parkour, and the parkour is very cool. But it's like at a certain point, it's like, how much do you really want to just be smashing enemies with like giant hammers? You know what I'm saying? And the acting is just fucking terrible, dude. Like it's all it all feels very forced. You know what I mean? All right. So I've just decided to make my character as chaotic as possible. And I assume he's a sociopath. And that's why mm-hmm. he is as forced as he is. Because he's like, it's basically like somebody being very sarcastic. And somebody's like, oh, my baby died. He's like, oh, well, I am very sorry your baby died. <laughs> you know? 
and that makes it more bearable for me. And then I smash some zombies. I mostly just want to get to the end and be done with it. Like I don't. It's it's a cool game for like the first half, but it just gets old real quick. Yeah. So, is it full of glitches? Nah, that one's actually pretty good in that respect. They actually developed a pretty good product there. I don't know how it was at launch, um, but they they developed it. They it was well thought out. So, yeah. I know um, that um, uh, like the newest Pokemon game was full of glitches yeah. where you'll fall through the map or your avatar will look grotesque and just like the the physics for the characters yeah or it looks like almost like a fantastic like mr fantastic or like um um one of those like really stretchy dudes from right. marvel comics but like it's it's kind of like that where it's just not supposed to be yeah. like that and i understand glitches yeah, I understand I mean, you can't test for everything when you're doing a video game because right, you're, yeah, you're only but... like three people and you also have the, this confirmation bias. So it's like, okay, no, this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. And then you can't test for everything. Yeah, but the issue is that they're, I don't even think they're really even trying to test for everything. I think they basically mm -hmm. put that responsibility no. on the developers now. And yeah. the developers are busy developing. They're not busy, you know, testing the product but they don't have a dedicated tester who's like, okay, well, you know, I know this is an issue with most of our products, so let me test this. And then, yeah. you know. I think uh, most video games nowadays do not test for the hardcore gamer, the person that's going to yeah. min-max and metagame everything. They're testing Ooh. for, like, the, you know, the, the, the dad that comes home from work and that has about two hours a night to play a video game and it'll take them six months to get through the game and in six months they'll probably patch a bunch of stuff right yeah and i mean i don't think that this is just video games that we're talking about either no i don't so, either i yeah this is like, definitely I, uh something that's like, happening across the board with anything that you can buy yeah so i, I won't mention the company but there's a company out there that they sell a, a competitive um, diesel generator, okay? Mm -hmm. um, a, a, uh, how do I want to put it? Competition to my company's um, diesel generator, right? And the biggest issue that um, they seem to have is that they're they'll release these service bulletins that are all theoretical that nobody's ever done before. And then they just expect them to work. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's the difference between like theoretical versus practical. They're like, oh, it should only take two hours to do this. But in reality, it takes like, it's just like with Ford when they had Tauruses, um, the transmissions would go out mm -hmm. and they were like, oh, okay, well, that's like a, eight hour job is what they'd reimburse you for. Right. But it actually took most mechanics like 14 hours to do the whole job. Right. And most mechanics at the time, cause this was back, I think in the nineties, maybe early two thousand, most mechanics didn't even want any part of touching those anymore after a while. So some shops would still do it if it was a good customer, but they would try really hard not to do it because like it just wouldn't even reimburse for what you were paying the employee. Yeah, Ford at the time, they had the audacity to say, oh, this only takes like seven or eight hours. But in reality, knowing that it takes about 14. Oh. And 
Yeah. And, but it's the same thing here where some, nobody tested it, right? And they release this and then the same problem still occurs after they do it. And it's not really the fix for it, but nobody really, well, I shouldn't say nobody has a fix for it, but mm-hmm. um, it's just an oil leak. But it's one of those things that it's a bastard to get to the to the tank that holds the makeup oil and it's it's a real bad time and it doesn't even work so but yeah but and as consumers like we should be we should be able to hold these companies liable for that you know what i'm saying and in some instances we can but in most instances it all just goes back to what you're talking about which is more about like business ethics where they basically get to make the, oh, their own rules to their own game, and you just kind of have to like live within those parameters, right? Most companies will just have like a like a department that's like, how can we handle the backlash of it? And right, they'll be like, yeah, we can do that, right? But there, there would be a point where, like in cyber, like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, I mean, them getting sued and then settling, that's probably something that their department did not take an account for they're probably not like this is this they they weren't probably planning on being sued and having a class action lawsuit and then trying to settle that right i mean that's something that i'm actually glad that a company actually got sued and are being held accountable accountable for it yeah right and i'd agree and it's not like CG. It's not like CD Projekt Red hasn't been around forever. I'm pretty sure they're the ones who made all the Witcher games, right? Yeah, and they um, they do a bunch of other stuff too. Like they did a bunch of translating for some Baldur Gate, Baldur's Gate stuff. Oh, too. okay. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, Baldur's Gate is amazing. It does have some glitches, but if you're just doing normal gameplay, you're not going to find those glitches. That's fair. I haven't run into any glitches. I've run into things where they don't work properly, like uh-huh. like some like in D and D you have feats. So when you have a, a pole arm master feat with great weapon master, uh-huh. uh, part of the pole arm feat is you can use the you can use a bonus action to use the other side of the halberd to do. Uh, damage and it wasn't working with the great master great weapon yeah. master feet so it wasn't adding like an additional plus 10 damage to it right which but something i can like understand i can understand glitches like that because the company the game people will not be able to test every single interaction with every single interaction that's what right play testing's for right yeah but that's not really our issue um no it's that is not game breaking is not going to affect my gameplay i might you know respect and not choose that feat but also i might yeah. just use it anyway because it's still a good feat yeah fair enough and that's what i did i went through a whole gameplay yeah. with a broken feat so broken feet that's hard to run with i know it, it, it was yeah. tough i had a disadvantage in uh moving yeah <laughs> i walked everywhere that's why i got oh. misty step Oh, okay, good. That way you had some cushion beneath your feet. Yeah, I just missed these step everywhere instead of walking because walking's too hard. It's not that big of a deal when you know you order a pizza and it's messed up. It's like it's 
it's not that big of a deal, but it's annoying and it's certainly inconvenient. But at that point, you might as well have just made something yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah. with a video game, like getting a refund, that's unheard of. Like unless oh, yeah. you have an unopened copy of it True. or something like that. I, I forget what Valve or what Steam's policy is. Um, you can return any game for within two hours. No, I mean that's for, not too for bad. refund. They do a lot of people do like uh, speed runs to try and beat the game in two <laughs> hours get that full refund. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I want to say that it's PlayStation. Once you've downloaded the content and you've played it, you're not allowed to get a refund. So, but if you've only just downloaded it, then you can get a refund within 48 hours or something like that. Hmm. So, like my daughter, once I had the controller on the couch and she got it while I was using the restroom or something. And she ordered a copy of MLB The Show, which is not something that I would even play. And she paid for the extra DLC pack on top of it or some sort <laughs> of pack on top of it. And I was like, oh, shit, just do not open it. And I'm like, it's like talking like like somebody down from the ledge. It's like, put the controller down, baby. Like, <laughs> let, let's let daddy see this. <laughs> we don't want to pay $80 for a game we'll never play. Let's play 80, let's pay $80 for like Crash Bandicoot or something that, you know, there's a ratchet and clank. Yeah. Do they even still make Crash Bandicoot games? I haven't checked I, in a very long time. I think so. Or Spyro? Yeah. The Spyro um, got real quick. Do they still make the Spyro games? No, they don't. They don't make Spyro. Oh. And they don't... They don't make Crash Bandicoot either, right? Yeah. I, I thought, thought they, they made a, really... another racing game for Crash Bandicoot. Oh, but I don't at this it. point, why, why are you even trying to compete with Mario Kart? Right, yeah. That's why I said that was kind of lame. It's kind of like Diddy Kong Racing did so well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Sonic was also doing a racing game, too. Which I don't understand. Like, why, why are you having... Sonic, right, and like that, that realm, in cars, yeah. like <laughs> he's he already moves at the speed of light. Yeah, he's the fastest thing alive. But you can't do like a running race. That's not exciting. <laughs> it's not actually, a good that game. Might, actually, that might be exciting. I mean, do you remember like the Sega Genesis, like one on one, where like you know it'd be split screen and you'd both be racing through a course, sort of thing. I guess they did make a Crash Bandicoot uh, video game in 2020. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I still prefer Ratchet and Clank to both those, so I don't know why I suggested uh, <laughs> Crash Bandicoot or Spyro. Uh, did, he, did Spyro become scarier or spookier? It's almost Halloween. I don't think so. I, I think they probably just made him cuter. Because uh -oh. cute things sell in video games. So do scary things. Somebody remade Grandma's. I think it's just called Grandma's. Might be Grandma's House. It's like a Hansel and Gretel thing. Uh, you're trapped inside. I, I don't even 100% know. I've only ever seen gameplay of it. But you're trapped inside a house where Grandma like will kill you. 
And that's another thing that's weird is like video games that were made way back in the day are being remastered to have upgraded graphics. Yeah. Resident Evil did that, I think. Final Fantasy VII did that. And I played that game. And boy, are they trying to milk that franchise. So like, the first, they're releasing in three parts, but each part is releasing within like two years after each other. (laughs) Which I didn't, which I I waited forever to buy the first one. Because I'm like, it has to be out by now. It's been like years since the first one released. And it was perfect. I think the next one's releasing this year, but yeah. See, I could never really get into the Final Fantasy games, but I think it's just because I prefer to do the actions as opposed to turn-based combat. Well, but... luckily for you, they're all smoothing, switching to you do the actions now. Oh, so I, I might like Final Fantasy then. Yeah, you'll like the new Final Fantasies because you can record, control your character and do everything. And right. It's yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the weird thing is I really like RPGs, like, you know, like as far as like, or I guess they're not RPGs at that point, but like Dungeons and Dragons. I really love Dungeons and Dragons and it's turn-based combat, yeah. but that that's an entirely different though. You're kind of making your own world or having a world be explained to you where your imagination is really key there. I mean, that's how... Boulder's Gate is Boulder's Gate is turn based in combat, which is great, but everything else in the world is real time. So you can you can turn on time based, and then each of your characters will you know, take turns doing those actions, or you can just turn in turn on real time and uh, shenanigans ensue. So, for example, if uh, if you're on a trap and in the indie you can do turn based so like a trap will go off and then you'll take turns before damage goes through if you're in real time right. yeah dexterity saving throw or you're whatever in real time and you're in a trap you're just constantly being damaged trying to heal your character and you're like no 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 just heal just heal and you're trying to move at the same time but you're trying mm-hmm. to like go to that character get them to move out of the trap and then you just end up dying <laughs> Man, it's, it's I cast Awaken a Zombie. <laughs> now I get two turns. I don't know where what happened with video games, though, where it, it just became okay to just release games that were barely finished or just finished enough where people won't notice. But I think as streaming and YouTube is becoming so popular in the past, like, five 10 years and uh, maybe not 10 probably five seven yeah that yeah. it's just becoming more and more noticeable when something is bad in a video game and i'm not sure yeah. if we're ever going to get to the point where it's better to take four years to release a game than push it through so it can get to like the christmas launch to compete with some other video games right yeah well I mean, if the game is good, people will buy it. People, I mean, I haven't bought the new Zelda game. I'm, I just haven't gotten around to it. I haven't bought the new Final Fantasy, like, 16. I mean, that came Mm -hmm. out, I think, last month. I haven't played that yet. I haven't picked up Starfield. There's, like, all these games that are supposedly, like, on their own would be, like, game of the year. 
Yeah. Like Baldur's yeah. Gate 3, it's a, a game that could be game of the year. Starfield could be a game of the year as long as Bethesda didn't fuck it up. But, you know, it's Bethesda. So it's probably actually this full of glitches. I was reading about some people yeah. that are like, yeah, sometimes my character just falls through the world or sometimes random NPCs just fall from the sky. And I'm like, yeah. All right. Maybe yeah. maybe NPC shouldn't fall through the sky, and maybe you shouldn't have interactions where you just fall through the map. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't know. I've I've heard both ways though that Starfield's both really good and really terrible simultaneously. Yeah. So there's also that kind of like uh, mentality of who, where are you reading, and where are you looking to? Because we all know that like when something is negative it's going to get more views than something that's positive. Sure. I mean, yeah. If something has a good headline, you're like, oh, sweet. A uh, bus full of puppies was saved. Great. I don't need to read the rest yeah. of this. I don't need to know why yeah. those puppies were on the bus or why yeah. they needed to I mean, it, The worst part is they were all going to get euthanized, so like they were only saved temporarily. You would know that if you didn't just read the headline. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But like, mm -hmm. if it was bus full of puppies caught on fire and exploded i'd probably read that article yeah yeah i gotcha i see your point yeah yeah and to be fair like i don't know i mean i i usually find that on reddit is about the best place to get accurate information because who's on reddit trying to like do positive pr though recently like that's actually been a thing Maybe that has something to do with like a superiority complex to some degree where we feel the need to be better than other people, but realistically, like maybe it's just that people just don't get that confirmation biasm or confirmation or affirmation, affirmation, affirmative. Affirmate. Well, they don't get they don't get like compliments. Well, I mean, a lot of it is confirmation bias, like you were trying to get at. Yeah. So, um, but maybe people <sighs> just want to be happy and they don't no. have friends and they just need to be right. And then they get a compliment. I mean, sometimes. But I, I think it's probably dangerous to simplify the intentions of most people down to a couple sentences. That is also true. Yeah. Because <laughs> Hitler was a nice guy for most of his life. <laughs> that, is, that is true. War hero, you know. Um, I mean, start getting into World War, or start going after World War One, and it's not so great. But maybe he was just a nice guy who liked puppies. I know he liked German Shepherds. Oh, nice. Yeah. But maybe we're, uh, I don't know. I think we're at this point within corporate America where they don't really care about the result anymore or what people think of the product because the product still sells. It's true. So, so I guess what I'm asking is how how do you fix it? Like in my instance, you just don't buy a video game until you know it's good. Yeah. You know, and then you, you know, buy that video game. But... I, I can also, like, the new Zelda game. I've been wanting to play that for months now, but I just haven't I haven't bought it. So mm -hmm. I've been working through other stuff that I've been trying to 
play for much longer. I really can't get behind Far Cry 6, though. I keep trying to, and then I just keep hating it. I don't know what it is. I love every other Far Cry game. That one just pisses me off, and I don't understand why. I don't know how to make games better now, though. I guess, uh... I don't know. I mean, I was reading some some things that it's like Baldur's Gate 3 will change the world because <laughs> they actually released a game that was like fully fledged out and it had no glitches and it was just different than all the other big name titles that were coming out recently where there's just glitches galore and it doesn't feel like right. that they play tested it or, or anything like that. I mean, Diablo 4 is hurting right now because everyone quit. Not yeah. everyone, but a lot of people were quitting and they're like, oh shit, well, we need people to play. Right, you won't buy the next season. Yeah, games nowadays have this idea of like, well, we need people to do microtransactions in the game because that's what's actually making money. I mean, yeah, a million people bought the product and that pays for our, basically, our cost to create the game. But we need to make like profit every year, every month. So that's why we have seasons and battle passes and well, and I mean, I get adding, I mean, I get adding a DLC every once in a while. Don't get me wrong, but right, the idea of seasons just kind of drives me nuts because when I beat a game, I just want to be done with it. Exactly, you know, I want to move on to the next thing. Yeah. So, Baldur's yeah. Gate's on my list of things, you know, but like in the interim, it's like it's not the next thing on my list. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend Baldur's Gate to people unless they like D and D. They like D and D. Play Baldur. Try Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Like Raya doesn't really like Baldur's Gate. She just likes well, pounding she... on my keyboard. Yeah. Well, she's about a year old, so I think like you know, give her a little bit of time, and maybe that'll change. Yeah. So my dog doesn't like Baldur's Gate. I don't know definitively that she doesn't like Baldur's Gate because she's a dog, but I have a sneaking <laughs> suspicion. So. I don't My think... dog much prefers Snuggles. Yeah. I don't think my dogs like any game. I think Rhea likes games that are bright and shiny, so she might like uh, first-person shooters, because there's lots of action, lots of movement going on, but man, Baldur's Gate, not one of those games where you can just kind of sit and chill. Yeah. I think Teletubby finds a ball might be more her pace. She might like, I don't know, Octonaut, the video game. Is there an Octonauts video game? <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> oh, man. Now i got to Google this because that's a great idea for a video game. Yeah. I just think companies need to be more accountable, though, and just like not half-ass it and just take advantage of their 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 audience because they know that I mean, I guess that's the thing. People, they know that the audience is going to just buy it. And they know that if they have a good um, pre-release of the game, that they're going to, streamers will play it, and their audience that are watching the streamers are going to play the game. They just know that. And that's that's so the you... thing, that's the ethical thing about it, though, is it, they now have the responsibility to do the right thing, which they're not going to do because doing the right thing doesn't always make the most money. Mm -hmm. Well, but in long term, it will make more, more money. If they make a good oh. game that they can like put good DLCs out 
and have like a good base, they'll make more money than just like the quick crash, uh, get quick rich of just making a game, putting it out, collecting their, you know, 900 million copies in opening weekend. Man. So do Android games, like, you know, for your phone, do those count as video games? Yeah. I I think mobile games do count as video games. Okay, and so in that case, Octonauts have at least two video games. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to get into like the pay-to-win aspect of video games, and I'm like, oh, oh no, yeah. that was coming next, though. So you weren't too far off. So. I know micro. Is it Microsoft? I think Microsoft owns Candy Crush, and no. Candy Crush is like their most profitable video game because <laughs> it's. It's literally just microtransactions. Yeah. Well, that's fair. But I feel like now is a good time to talk to our listeners, or at least you, one listener in Virginia. We haven't really <laughs> done a lot to expand our fan base. But right now is a great time to try HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, I get delicious meals of my choosing delivered for a low, convenient cost. And they're always easy to make and frankly, just phenomenal. Use code, well, I'm just talking to you guy in Virginia. Just Try code Trium after Crime 20. Like, I mean, it's, it, it works. It's not ours, but, like, you'll save 20% on your first order. I, really I'm, literally, to, like, make... I'm literally making a HelloFresh meal right now in a slow cooker. Oh, are you? I'm making... Oh, are you? Yeah, I did a... We got a, like, family meal. So they have family meals that are basically four portions. And um, we chose one that was a slow cooker, and it's literally... They gave us everything. I mean, they gave us the chicken, the spices, the chicken stock, and they're just like, "Hey, follow these instructions." Put in a crock pot. Four hours later, you'll have a meal. And I'm like, "Oh man, this is great!" So yeah, I I, I prepped it earlier, put it in the crock pot, and it'll be done in about two hours. No oh, man, <laughs> see that listener? Like we're not even endorsed by HelloFresh. We just think the products. <laughs> Yesterday, I made a. Uh, this uh, Italian ground Italian sausage meat sauce uh, rigatoni with um, zucchini. No, I've had it twice now. It is actually really good. Yeah, and how's cleanup afterwards? Isn't cleanup always the easiest? No. Oh, yeah. I have shit, this. Like, I was going for a selling point. Yeah, I have this giant like twelve inch saute pan that's like twenty pounds. I don't know yeah. if it weighs twenty pounds, but. Uh, it's stainless steel, and I mean, it's not it's bad cleaning out, know, but you just gotta let it soak yeah. for a minute or two. So, you know, I actually thought a lot about our one listener in Virginia, right? And I kept saying it was a bot, it was a bot, and I don't know if I told you um, my my final thoughts on that. It's just like one of your friends. <laughs> No, I mean, I have a friend in Virginia, but he doesn't know the name of our podcast or anything like that. So it's definitely not him listening to it. But um, uh, actually, I had two friends in Virginia, but neither one of them doesn't even have a clue that we're doing a podcast. So, but um, no, so like Virginia, you know, Washington, D.C. resides between Virginia and Maryland. And I half wonder if it wasn't like some sort of bot for the government downloading it and then fishing through it because we have a podcast called Ethica America and how to, uh, like, you know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You, see, 
you see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that seems like the sort of thing that that bot would scour for specifically for like the uh, NSA or something like that. And, you know, just, yeah. And we're not talking about like starting a revolution or anything. I mean, well, we're not st- talking about like any sort of like cultist. <laughs> we're way better than Donald Trump here. We're not yeah. talking any insurrection or like any sort of revolt or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're just complaining about the state of yeah. everything. And how everything's just slightly bad. Getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's towards some sort of dystopian society that none of us, I think, were trained to deal with or cope with. I just adults. want a video like, game that's good at release where I don't have to worry right. about, you know, a patch that has to come out before it's playable. That's all I right. want. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I don't and I don't want to have to play a game where I'm getting hounded every five minutes about microtransactions, even if the game was free to begin with. Like, I I just feel like advertising to me about every little thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. The advertisements are fine. But making a game so that way it's literally unbeatable but addictive and mm-hmm. then adding microtransactions to it. Like, take Candy Crush, for example, right? Right. Huge game as far as profits goes. Free game download, right? Mm-hmm. And how many people wasted their time with it and then like paid that one dollar to just skip that one really hard level and then you get four levels that you beat and you're like, oh, I'm really good at this. And then that one level that you're not. Right. It was designed to be that way where it's this instant gratification Mm -hmm. and then it takes advantage of its consumers to make up all that revenue. You know what I'm saying? It's not. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, I've played like Blizzard's doing this new thing where almost everything has in-game transactions like overwatch had loot boxes to get cosmetics for your characters diablo 4 has cosmetics to make things look better uh your character look better like different skins things like that and i get it well well but and i mean like, those aren't really like game changing no, they're though. not so you want your character to look a certain Di- way you know that's, diablo that's whatever diablo mortal however it had microtransactions to make your character more powerful and that's kind of where i draw the line at right there i actually do like genshin impact i never paid for anything i i did i bought some i bought loot boxes to get new characters because new characters are cool and i wanted the new characters well and like a new character i mean that's that's still a little bit different because you're paying for like i don't mind spending money on dlcs or when you were talking about new characters, that does new characters unlock new story and stuff like that? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I recall. As it's been a minute since I played Genshin Impact, but like, I'm pretty sure if I bought a new character, all the all the character development is already in the game, so it's not something. It's just like, oh, here's that character that's in the game that you've interacted with. By spending $100, you have a 25% chance of getting one. Yeah. I guess I guess my bigger problem is that, like, when it becomes necessary to buy something to to beat the game or to right. level up or, or something like that. Because as a consumer, you should never be forced into this product that, like, hey, so we're giving you 75% of it at this price. We are not going to tell you, but you know, towards the end, you'll have to pay that extra twenty five percent at least, right? To you know, to beat it. So, yeah, 
and in Genshin Impact, if I remember right, there was a lot of those quests where it's like run around and grab a hundred of these, and like somebody right. was always selling them for like fifty coins, so that way you didn't have to do it. Yeah, Genshin Impact was one of those things where it's like you have X amount of things that you can do, but you can spend money to get more time to do those things. So you had like you had a resource. Then every time you did it. I did something to get a re to use that resource. You you basically have to wait for the next day to have that resource replenish. But you can spend money to get that resource replenished, so you can do more and more and more things throughout the yeah. throughout the game. And that yeah. and if if the game has like a PvP aspect to it, then the more money you're spending, the more of advantage you have. But then it right. gets to a point where you'll never be like top 10 because top 10 will be like the whales that are spending the most money. Right. You'll be in a tier that's below that. So now you're just fighting a bunch of people that are in your tier. It's basically like um, income in real life. <laughs> yep. And that's the, that's the tier system that you have. So you're just in tier with the people that are your same financial right like, yeah your same place in life yeah basically. your same place in life basically yeah your same situation like, fiduciarily at least if you're if you're a millionaire in top one percent you're gonna you're gonna fight top one percent people in from right because what's a hundred bucks to you rich boy you yeah. know what i'm saying but if you're like God. mid mid uh, mid income mid to high income you're gonna be yeah. in those mid-high income bracket of people. Yeah. It's kind of weird yeah. how fuck that system is. Not about how good you are; it's about how much money you have in real life, and that's how good you are but, in the game. But that's exactly how real life is. So let me it give is. you an example. Okay, so I was at a hotel bar, right, and I like going down there just to people watch because, like. Sometimes you get these people who are like in worse situations than me, but the, in this instance, nobody was in a worse situation than me, <laughs> but somebody wanted to pretend that they were, and he tried to befriend me. Yeah. And I know the dude was trying to hit on me because like, dude, like you are awfully meticulously groomed. You're like 45 years old. You're wearing polka dot socks in a business, like casual sort of, well, no, he's wearing khakis and like a dress shirt. Right. You wear polka dot socks with the shiniest fucking shoes I've ever seen. And then, like, I sit down at the bar and you're like, oh, you're awful tall, aren't you? And it's like, okay, well, you're not an old man asking me about basketball, so I know what this is. <laughs> he was nice, but then, like, I'm telling him, like, you know, I'm like, I just really want to be home with my kid because, like, she's not having the greatest time right now. But I'm stuck out here basically just playing the job of a glorified diesel mechanic trying to fix something that I was told would only take a couple of hours, but it's been <laughs> four fucking days. Yeah, they got you good. And he's like, oh, well, and he, yeah, they got me real good. But anyhow, um, so anyhow, um, he's talking, he's like, well, at least you're not me. I have an Olympic gymnast at home or somebody who's training to be an Olympic gymnast. And he's like, and I have another son who's more like me, but then I also have a son who's autistic. And it's like, oh, woe is you, motherfucker. Like, there's nothing wrong with having an autistic kid, eh? 
right? Like, mm-hmm. she's she not really the problem. She's easy. Like, you're over here and you're just like, I'm yeah. just saying, like, I want to be home. Like, I want to be around her because she's having a bad time. And you're over here like, oh, I have to raise this autistic kid, this gymnast, and this other kid. And it's like, I don't see you around them. Like, yeah, what the fuck's your problem? Like, so I'm talking to him a little bit more. He's like, my one son, he wants to buy this. It's a $2,500 dirt bike. And I told him, okay, but you got to come up with the money for it. So now he's getting resourceful and he's selling our old stuff to do it. Do you see what I'm doing there? That's good parenting. And I'm like, I really think that's good parenting. That's like <laughs> sociopathic. Like you want it. You got to figure it out. I understand that part, but you're telling him like, you got to like, you know, you can do whatever you need to do. You sell it, you get, you get it cheap enough. He's like, but I know that's only worth 1600. And he's like, but he's determined and he's going to get it. And that's how you raise a real winner. And it's like, the fuck did I just walk into polka dot sock guy? <laughs> this is like this is Dexter level shit. Yeah, oh, I was... I'm not sure. So, if, uh... well, he was there with three other guys. So then I got the other three guys to make fun of him for me, and he left very quickly. Because <laughs> like, I uh, he said something. And I'm like, did you just hear? Does he always say things like that? And they're like, yeah, he does. I'm like, and what's up with those fucking socks he's wearing? And they all started laughing, and he got embarrassed, and he left. So, okay. like, Mr. Sociopath guy. I, I got him real good. So. Well, hopefully his son sells his watch and then buys a dirt bike. I don't even know. He was basically teaching him to be a cutthroat, and I didn't really care for it. And I didn't really care for being told that his life is so much harder We've all got our trials in life, right? Yeah. In a video game, buying one for the wrong price or being sucked into add-ons, I mean, that's not really a big challenge. It's more of an annoyance more than anything else. Right. But also, there is some things that, you know, like, that are inherently wrong with buying a, buying a product that is not as described. Yeah, I think, and that's... That is a, a big problem too, because you, yeah, you can I can understand being manipulated or not manipulated in in some senses, but like I can I can understand how some people will like Candy Crush and be like, oh man, how did I spend two hundred dollars on Candy Crush? Because those those games are meant to like make you feel like it's okay to spend a dollar here and there and then eventually it adds up and that's that's the game taking advantage of you on purpose right through right uh just like instant gratification like you said and also Uh because people are really good at making ads (laughs) people are really good at like making people buy stuff when they don't really realize it like well, there's a science. There's a science around it, like product placement oh, and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Now, and if we ever get back to talking about Edward Bernays, I'd I'd tell you more about it. But in this instance, um, it's like, and and I guess I haven't. I never really bought anything on Candy Crush. Plenty of people who have. But if you offer somebody coins, right, to continue playing, we'll just say, right, and you offer them coins. And those coins are, oh, how do I want to put it? We'll just say, like, right now they're $2, but it'll, it means 10 turns, right? Right. And then you click out of it, 
and then you get a pop-up like five seconds later that says limited time deal and it shows a timer with like 60 seconds counting down right now right and it's like for a limited time we'll double that but but we'll do it for a dollar instead of two right it's that sort of time constraint pressure where you don't really have the time to really rationally think about it yeah because you've already denied it once they're like okay so we'll offer you this better price point so you feel like you're getting a deal but we're only going to do it like right now and the deal is it's it's digital so it's not like the company's going to lose money or make any more money. They're selling something digital. Right. Yeah. So, well, it, I mean, in that instance, you're buying it with digital currency too, <laughs> whether you're using a U.S. dollar or whatever. <laughs> so are we really buying a real product generally? Yeah. I love uh, playing games where it's like, oh, if you buy this right now, you're getting a 500% deal. Like, it's 500% off or... Normal, this well, is, uh, if I'm buying it right now, I'm still losing $20. Yeah. So, but if you, you know didn't buy saying? it right now, you'd be doing, losing $40 for the same thing. Or you I'm can pretty just... sure if I emailed you and said I saw an ad for 20 and the site wasn't working right, I would still get it for 20 Yeah. Yeah. I am not as naive as most people are. <laughs> and honestly, maybe that's what we should do, right? Because they're making counter offers against themselves. So maybe if we start emailing the company, they're like, $1 for double the amount. I'll be like 50% or 50 cents for like 500 times the amount mm -hmm. and see what they do. Pressure I mean, them back. I, right? I have this is played a one time a, deal. I've played a lot of gotcha games. And that's what yeah. kind of like these games are like Genshin Impact or those mobile games like Raid Shadow Legends. Right. They're gotcha games. They're just like. Yeah here, buy this thing for a dollar. And that's when they go, gotcha. And yeah, that's because it's so easy to like, once you spend a dollar, it's so easy to buy more. I mean, I spent, well, I, I spent a bunch of money in Pokemon Go too, just for, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't really can't, I don't really think of Pokemon Go as a gotcha game. But I mean, it definitely kind of is. Yeah. I mean, especially like if you, uh, I mean, weren't people selling, like, certain characters online, too, there for a little bit? I mean, people were selling accounts, but then they kind of... There's Squelch there's that. always ways to get get around, like... Oh. Yeah, I remember spamming locations was a big thing at the beginning, and then they stopped that real quick. Yeah, there's always, like, things that come out to make the game easier to play, or people selling mm -hmm. accounts and things like that, and they're... They do have thing practices in place to prevent those things, but you can't mm -hmm. prevent everyone from doing it. And then they'll do like shadow <laughs> bans or bans, but things like that. But yeah, I mean, people will teleport to different areas in the world within the game to catch mm -hmm. a Pokemon. I think gotcha games are um, a medicine society, but it also just makes people happy. So if people want to spend $10,000 a month on a gotcha game, more power to them. Hopefully it doesn't hurt them in real life. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the people that I knew who got sucked up into it were people in Section 8 housing sort of situations, like a single mom with three kids sort of thing. So, yeah. and they obviously had bad, they obviously had a bad time with impulse decisions generally, which is yeah. how they got into their situations. 
I mean, so it's like if you gotta turn a trick to uh, beat a Candy Crush level, more power to them. Well, I mean, and to some degree, like if somebody tried to tell me not to smoke, like you know, that's my right as a, I don't know, as an American, but um, but if somebody told me not to smoke. It's like, and told me that, oh, well, I'm just addicted to it. And that's why I want to keep smoking. I've quit a bunch of times. Yeah. I really like smoking, but that's, that's my decision. And could I quit if financially I couldn't handle it? Yeah. And maybe that means I'm not an addict, but I'm definitely an addict. So like, you know, but my point is that that's my decision to make. And maybe this is the consumer's decision to make as well. Right. And maybe as Americans, we just need to emphasize that. I I think there's two types. Yeah, I think there's two different types of people that are playing gotcha games. One, there are people that are being almost preyed upon, but they know, they kind of know how much money they're spending. Mm -hmm. And then there, there's the, I guess there's three people because I just thought of another person. And then there's the other person that is knowingly spending, you know, $10,000 because they want to progress through the game and be the best. And then there's the third option where it's their kid that stole their parents' phone and they're like, oh, I'm going to get this thing no. and this thing and this yeah. thing. And then they that's spend That's the one you forgot, isn't it? Yeah. That's the, that's the other gotcha where it's like, haha, parent gotcha. Have fun getting this. <laughs> Turn we back. got you. And who got you? Return <laughs> on investment complete. Yeah. yeah. And that's... Uh, and they're also making money off of you through ads, too. So it's like, you know. Right. You know. Yeah. And I mean, like, TikTok got me good today. My daughter got my phone, and we were watching dinosaur videos. Mm -hmm. And then a sponsored ad came up where it was dinosaur plushies. And she's like, oh, baby dinosaur. Daddy, baby, baby dinosaur. <laughs> and I'm like... It was like 14 bucks. I'm like, do you want the blue one or the purple one? And she's like, the purple, purple daddy, purple. So I got her the purple one and I got my son the blue one. And they'll be here. I could order them through Amazon too, which was super convenient. So they'll be here Monday and Tuesday. But, wow. But they got me real good with hey, that. So yeah. And that's not even a gotcha game. That's no. just like me. Yeah. That was just me like trying to appease my daughter who wanted to watch dinosaur things because we spent $130 for tickets to go see Jurassic Quest in two weeks. Yeah, ads, ads are a thing that definitely, uh, there's a good science to them and it will make people do yeah. things that they do not want to do. And it usually pertains yeah. to kids. But anyhow, that's our podcast for this week. Yeah. I'm Ryan of the Octonauts and the Whale Shark game, available on Apple Play and Google Play. Oh, wait. It's just called the App Store with Apple, isn't it? I'm not really on there anyways, so it doesn't really matter. Where are we, though? We are on Google Chrome and Spotify and Patreon.com forward slash Ethica America. And... Mm. We kind of have a website, but YouTube. Yeah, had any time to develop it. Well, maybe one day we'll have uh, an Instagram. Oh, fingers crossed! Yeah, after the website's developed, the worst part is it's just a matter of plugging in the theme and changing some photos around. For now, it's really easy. I just haven't had the time to do it because I forgot all my login credentials, and I have to figure those out before I can do it. Yeah, and Instagram's easy. You just gotta make an account and post stuff. 
Yeah, but we'd have to have something worthy of posting. And then I could uh, clip 30-second rants. Yeah, I have ideas. Yeah. Don't worry about that. It's just a matter of, like, I want to get the website built first. Makes so. sense. One problem at a time. Did we cover everything with video games? I felt like, I feel like we're missing a lot. We probably are, but that's why we're going to have you tune in next week for part two, like always. <laughs> part two as we rant about video games again. I mean, if there's more to talk about, we can establish that later. And we'll talk about it more. Otherwise, we'll move on to another topic. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hello. All right. Well, goodbye. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. See you later, guy. We're just...